Previously on Unbalanced Encounters. June is not more than five years old. And she is awake way past her bedtime. Isaac, you and Dale are having a fight that woke her up. I heard yelling. We did not yell at the people we love. And with that, you feel the gentle hand of your mother. As you turn around, you see that the hand that your mother rests on your shoulder is the only one she has. Harissa, your mother grabs your hand and wrenches it off the wall. You miss everything. You don't just go plodding down. There could have been traps. How was I supposed to know that a wall was dangerous? If you do not know what it is, it is dangerous. How is Harissa feeling seeing her father for the first time in nearly 20 years? When you're quite done, could you remove your hands from me? Your mother is not in Agravar. Your brothers are in town. If you hurt your sister... My what now? Who? Juniper is your sister. What if everyone's parents were just the absolute fucking worst? Not mine. I love my fucking dad. Welcome to another episode of Unbalanced Encounters, the only show that dares to ask, what if all the wizards played bluegrass? I'm your host, Patrick Perini. <laughs> Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. hi. <laughs> I love my dad. <laughs> Y'all like that intro? It's from yeah, love it my dad. Good. Okay, I was doing a bit, obviously, from um, Metalocalypse. Yeah, and the Great dude was like, they're, they're, they're like, look, we know you guys had bad relationships with your father. And then like the maid lead singer's like, not mine. I fucking love my dad. <laughs> hey, Craig, what's it like what's to have a character that has a healthy relationship with their parents? You're probably the only person in D&D, honestly. Well, here's the thing. Here's here's the catch. Isaac's a terrible person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great parents. That didn't turn out that great. <laughs> you gotta mix it up, you know? It's like, it's like, oh, obviously that has something to do with his parents. And the, nope. I did like the difference of like, you know, the gentle hand on June's shoulder and then just my mom just like, Pah! That fucking flip-flop <laughs> from across the room. Just <laughs> <laughs> sharpshooter on that bitch. You guys and your moms, uh, you need some therapy. Everybody does. <laughs> it's it's a lot easier if you yeah. just build a character that's sort of a timeless being separated yeah. from family lineage. Oh, you guys aren't ready. You guys aren't ready. I'm going to make you so mad this episode. I just want you to know. No, Speaking of which. I'm excited. Speaking of which. Yeah. The golden light of dawn shimmers over the dunes of the ever-encroaching northern deserts. We see the contingent 
of the Agravar army traveling with our party mount their riding birds, hitch up cobbled together remnants of wagons to injured elephants and make their way down into the valley of the capital city of Agravar. And over the crest of this cliff, the landscape changes. Protected from the sands, this valley is comparatively verdant and lush. Trees, shade, pools of crystal blue water, and you see little carp shimmer as you pass down the narrow slope into the valley. And all is quiet as you approach a door. The door to the outside wall of this city is larger than almost anything almost any of you have ever seen. Isaac, you're home. For just over this door is a symbol that you are all too familiar with. The crest of the Agra Wardens, the one emblazoned on Dale's shield. And as you approach, Hank finds you and pulls you aside. Morning, Isaac. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, haven't been home in almost three decades, but you know, today today, ain't nothing new going on. How about yourself? Get some coffee? Yeah, yeah. Scrumpy makes this really excellent cup of coffee. Tastes kind of like nutmeg. I don't know what he does to it, but it's absolutely extraordinary. Scrumpy? Made coffee? He was the first one awake this morning. I was pretty surprised, too. Nothing makes sense anymore in this world. Listen, Isaac, we've got a lot of business to take care of once we kind of get into town. I'm going to be assembling my council, making sure all my advisors are in. I'd like you and yours to be present at that meeting. It's probably going to take place tonight. That's pretty soon, but um, I just wanted to give my people some time to collect their thoughts. Hank eyes you over, raises an eyebrow slightly, and says, Take all the time you need, provided it's less than probably about ten hours. You come to uh, the Royal Palace, you know the way. I'm sure you're going to be able to get there without too much of a problem. We're going to show you into the war room, and uh, we'll get you all set up with the necessary credentials, make sure you get to speak to the people you need to speak with, and uh, like I said, I'd like you to sit in on this meeting, kind of get a state of the union, so to speak, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to figure out what we need to do next in order to, you know, kind of win this war. Is that, isn't that right? Yeah, should be, uh, should be simple enough. It'd be nice to, uh, see, uh, familiar faces. Fantastic. Glad I could count on you, buddy. All right. I'm going to go get them to let us in. And, uh, he runs off. And a moment later, you hear the bellow of trumpets carved from the horns of bighorn sheep. And the crunch and creak of massive wooden doors. As this giant sandstone archway gives way to morning in Agravar. The interior 
of the city walls of Agrivar are unlike anything many of you have ever seen. Every street, a thing that June, at least you had assumed were always just packed earth, are lined with immaculate sandstone pavers. Right angle corners are dominated by buildings five, six, seven stories tall, sometimes more with addenda made from wood scaffolded onto the tops and sides. Despite the early hour, there are people in the streets, and some of them are working in ways that you would find to be all too familiar. There are carts and purveyors, people making food and offering to provide news of the day in leaflets. But there are other people who are on the streets too. People who seem to just be on the streets, moving about without aim or goal or job. And everything has a slightly golden tint to it as you take in the sights and the smells. And June is literally vibrating with enthusiasm to try to do something. Uh, Sam, what would you like to do? (laughs) (laughs) She's on the ground, like, feeling... Why is it so smooth? Oh, June, 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 pick yourself up. Pick, pick yourself up. Nope, they're gonna start throwing coins at you. You gotta, you gotta get up. No, have you heard this? And she starts knocking on it. I can't even dig in it. Like it's it's so hard. What is that? What is at? Is she's gonna try to climb up the side of one of the buildings? Nope. Oh, I need one of those leashes. <laughs> Please give me an acrobatics check. Please give me an acrobatics check. That's a twenty-one. June. This is nothing, right? Like there are sort of bricks kind of jutting out from the face of this building that you could very, you're you're so used to grabbing a hold of a knot of a tree that has way less purchase than this. You are just scaling this building and uh, you get about three floors up and one of the wooden panels of a window swings wide and you have to like throw yourself out of the way. And this ancient, tiny, rail thin woman leans out and says, what the hell are you doing on my house? Go on, get, get out of here, you street uh, get. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And she pulls out a broom and she starts <laughs> whacking at you. No, 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 ma'am, I'm real sorry. I'm just. Does an eight hit your armor class? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Bob good. weave, Bob weave, June. You uh, scamper further up, or, or are you dropping back down? I want to go up. I want to go. Okay. I want to try to get to the top. You get to the top of this building, and like many of the other buildings in Agrivar, the top has been kind of carved out as a rooftop garden, uh, and you kind of get up and find yourself like in a tomato bush. As you kind of push it away and, and and get your bearings, you see that there are all kinds of plants up here. There seem to be raised beds for root vegetables. Uh, a grapevine kind of trellised around the exterior of this uh, of this rooftop. Uh, tomatoes and flowers and a big reservoir of rainwater right at the center. And as you kind of take this in and you turn around, you see that you can see for a mile in all directions. In a way that in Rally, what for the hills and the trees, you just can't. Isaac, you have uh, lost June. <laughs> oh yeah, after, after realizing he wasn't going to catch her, he's going to look for a crepe cart. Would you like me to go get her? No, no, it's fine. She'll figure it out after a while. You want anything to eat? 
Yes, can I get uh, one crepe with uh, strawberry syrup uh, glazed upon it, as well as some uh, sugar powder, please? Absolutely no problem there. Uh, You see that there is a a little gnomish man who is barely the height of the cart. uh, And he's just kind of, his arms are like up at the top of the cart level, like making you this crepe basically without being able to see. Saver, you want anything, Mr. Spinks? I think Harissa has probably passed through Agrafar years ago at some point, but didn't stay too long. But Spinks stepped in and eyes dilated, frill, just sort of like puffing, just like taking in all the sort of sights, smells. And he's there sort of just like vibrating and just like do everything, like touch things, <laughs> run, smell things like... Like, just, he's an excited child. Two leashes. Um, oh, God. So, uh, he's very, very keen. <laughs> uh, yes, um, oh, uh, can I, um, Safra, can, can we, I'm hungry. I smell all the things. I want to eat all the things that I'm smelling, and I need to eat right now. Um, please. Okay, that'd be two crepes. Is there one of those for that talking lizard? Yes, please. All right. Uh, I've seen weirder things in my time. Uh, and he whips up another just like absolutely ridiculous stuffed crepe. Isaac's crying. He is crying. <laughs> I need y'all to understand. <laughs> Are y'all getting food? Are you getting food? I- I'd like something, please. June, June doesn't understand how loud the city is and doesn't know no, that they can't hear anything she's Is there like an awning? Oh, awning? like just over the... Yeah, if you just want to jump down. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a canvas awning over the main door to this building, 100%. Calabanga! Jump down. <laughs> Straight into guard's arms. Sorry, that'd be three crepes. Yeah, all right, three crepes, three crepes. I can do three crepes. Uh, I'm assuming you've got coin to pay for all of this there, stranger. Well, what what do you think? I just come into town and I don't have any money whatsoever. What's going on well, here? Well, listen, uh, listen, I'm uh, just saying, uh, you know, we do offer the best crepes at all of Agrivar. They're not the cheapest. Yeah, what's this, uh, what, what's this place called, by the way, sir? As soon as you ask that question, you feel a hand on your shoulder. Isaac? Isaac is... What in the fuck? Okay, let me... Before drama ensues with whoever you are behind me, let me just (laughs) get my breakfast in and then we can continue this conversation. You've been gone for fucking 20 years? You're gonna make me wait for a crate. It's been 20 years since I've had one of these. You damn right I am. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. George, they're on me. Uh, yeah, what, uh, whatever you say, uh, Mr. Axe Drummer, it's, uh, it's good to see you again. And Isaac, you turn around to see your brother, Quan. Quan, what are you doing? And he just gives big old bear hug. Strawberries and cream, huh? That's, uh, that's telling. What is it telling of? That I have good taste? Uh, what, what do you put in it? There ain't nothing wrong with croque monsieur. You get that crepe, you get a little bit of ham, a little bit of gruyere. That's a breakfast. Now that's a breakfast. I don't know what you're doing over here. Desserts with the lizards? I don't know what that's all about. By the way, who are your friends? Oh, oh, where my man is? Are we killing this guy? No, nobody's killing anybody. This is my older brother, Quan. Nice to meet you, Quan Axe Drummer. 
It is so nice to meet all of y'all. You are most welcome here in the city. Uh, June, at some point, I would love to have a conversation about that immediate aggressive impulse. I think that is one of the most fascinating psychological precepts I've seen in a minute. Oh, uh, here he goes again. Psychological, man. Isaac, can yeah, we have know. a just a quick little aside? Forgive me, friends. I just have a quick question for my estranged brother here. Isaac, is that fucking Dale's daughter? Literally took you about two minutes. We've been hanging out with the Lord Governor for maybe like a few weeks. <laughs> Straight over his head. Wait a minute. Lord Governor's been in rally. I'm gonna roll an inside check. He gets a plus four to this roll. Of course he does, asshole. That's a 17 on the die, that's a 21, he says. Isaac in charge of rally. Isaac in charge of the logging community that sprung up 20 years ago. Isaac in charge of the logging community that sprung up in the wake of you killing the Lord Governor and running the hell out of town. Isaac, you've been in rally this whole fucking time? Yeah, I'm not, you're not the only smart one around here. See, I kept that secret from you for 20 years. You couldn't figure it out. Listen, I don't think anybody in the family expected you to be doing anything other than farming peaches in the aftermath of what you did. That's a good idea. Oh, Mama's gonna give you so much hell. It's like watching Isaac talk to himself, but a little bit older. Quan is a little shorter than Isaac. He is dressed in half moon spectacles. He is wearing, you know, kind of a, a light linen jacket. And he turns back to, to all of you and says, uh, listen, grapes are great. Little George, you do phenomenal work. What do y'all say to a real breakfast? Um, as everyone heads off, uh, Safra is going to hang back. The George has got, um... <clears throat> Actually, could I uh, get a, a banana crepe um, with <laughs> caramel sauce uh, uh, and the vanilla ice cream, uh, sprinkles, um, cinnamon, and uh, just a little bit of chocolate as well. Um, <clears throat> George throws all of this together, kind of, you know, gets the little stick out, whips up this crepe, and uh, hands it to you. And at this point, there's like a queue forming behind you, right? Like there it's properly breakfast time. Fine. Um, <laughs> and uh, he hands it to you and uh, says, All right, uh, bon appetit. We see Harissa quietly devour this crepe in the background and then catch up to everyone else. And Isaac, you have found your brother, rather he found you, which is, I think, usually the case there. He has offered to bring kind of everyone back uh, to, to your mother. The whole time Isaac is telling everyone what he remembers about Agravar 20 years prior. Go ahead and roll me a history check, if you would be so kind. Four. <laughs> It's been a long time. You know, a yeah, lot of things no have changed. I think that Quan is sort of keeping track with you and correcting you where things have changed. So I think there's a lot of like the Imperial Memorial Park was one of your favorite hangouts when you were a kid. And, and Quan's just like, not anymore. And we get like four or five of those restaurants that no longer exist. And the old Coliseum where you had your fateful meeting with the former Lord Governor uh, has been torn down and turned into into refugee housing for all of the people who have been displaced by the desert. But there are two things that are still as you remember them. Two things in particular that even on a four are the same as you remember them. One, the Dark Abyss is still in the same part of town. And the other is that your father's office is still where you remember it. 
in the top floor of an old, long converted temple to a deity that in your father's father's time was alive and revered, uh, a temple to Pandar. Named by the illustrious patron, Darksteel Panda. Thank you very much, Darksteel Panda. Hey! You start one coup and then the, the city just changes completely on you. It's ridiculous. Actually, if I could get everyone to roll me uh, perception, insight, or survival checks, their choice. I want to kind of go around and, and, and drip feed a little detail here. It's a 21 for June. What'd you roll? I rolled a perception. June, you, after having just made your way across a vast expanse of shifting sands desert, notice very quickly that the closer you get to your destination, the better irrigated things are. And this valley does seem to be relatively well off for water. You're not exactly sure where it comes from. You saw at least one rain barrel, so maybe it's that. Maybe there's a, a well or an aquifer that this city is situated over. But even at the outskirts of town, the buildings that you were sort of scrambling up and onto, irrigation was an intentional thing. That garden was served by that rain barrel. This neighborhood has canals and ponds that have been designed for a pleasant walk, not to sustain life, but to simply be calming who's next i got a 22 on perception guard you notice that you have to walk through a noticeable number of gates to make your way through the city it's almost as if the city itself has been constructed like a fortress where there are kind of exterior rings and sections that are walled off from further interior rings and sections. And, and each time you kind of move past one of these walls, you are going through a gate. And it, they're so massive that it would be easy to just assume that they aren't there. It would be easy to just kind of miss them and feel like you're moving through an open area. But you kind of see that there are, in fact, doors with bars that can be closed and shut. These sort of break points as you move through the city. I rolled a 26 on survival. That is past a 25. Harissa, I am going to give you probably two pieces of information, but one of them I'm going to let be a question. Uh, is there something that you would be on the lookout for as you move through this space? Safra would be looking at the people, their mood, uh, the, their attitudes, like the way they move. There is a general bustle to this city that you have experienced but never really been steeped in. And so I do think that it takes you a minute to disentangle what is urgency over one's own affairs from a growing sense of foreboding. And that ladder is there. It's there in a big way. The people who live in this city at the foot of a protective cliff in a lush valley with what looks like plenty of water and food in relative abundance are nervous about something. Your second piece of information is that that nervousness almost polarizes the further you get into the city and the closer you get to Isaac's childhood home. And what I mean by that is that the average person moves from a generally high level of anxiety to either 
an acute, attentive... Like a paranoia or something? Yeah, and you see this largely in, like, the guards of the town, right? Okay. And, like, the public functionaries. Really and on edge and stuff. They're very on edge. Okay. Uh, but the people who are not in those positions are very at ease. They are uh... comparatively nigh on oblivious to whatever is weighing on the minds of the average person. I'm assuming the closer we get into the center of the city... That might be the case. They're not schlepping about a bunch of jewelry, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the people in this part of town are not dressed in a way that telegraphs extreme wealth. If that is present, it's present in their infrastructure more than it is in their personal aesthetics. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so Isaac, kind of giving this tour, and everyone is kind of taking in the erupting chaos of the mid-morning in Agravar in a proper city. Quan is leading you now through familiar streets. What does Risa's home look like? Basically, if we came from like the seven-story buildings and five-story, like the big, bigger, larger structures. I, I would say the area in which Risa lives is suburban outlet within Agravar. So you got the big city and then you got these like little quaint home areas. And you all take this in as you arrive at a freestanding sandstone home, two stories with beautiful and well-maintained terracotta roof tiles, a little bubbling offshoot of the canals kind of running through the kitchen. You see fruit trees just tufting above the roof. As Isaac looks at his home. <sighs> All right, y'all. Come on, hold up. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay. Now. I know I'm not the main one to be on his best behavior most of the time, but this is a different terrain now, okay? Y'all need to focus up. God, pay attention. Stop looking at the butterfly. All right, this is very dangerous territory. Are we about to head into battle or what is happening? Yes. <laughs> okay. God takes out his axe. <laughs> nope, put that back. <laughs> you stand no chance. Oh, are we killing someone now? No, there's no Jew. You, ever since you killed that man, you've been very. Uh, <laughs> we need to get you checked out. I got a, I got a guy. Checked out. Yes. I'm fine. Once we go through the doors, shoes are off. Okay. Make sure that if you eat something afterwards, you wash your hands as well as place the eating utensils and such that you use in the correct place. Everything that Risa says is a uh, law. Who? My mama. Your mom? Yes, my mother. We 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 all have mothers here. Even God. Demoiselle seems to be that for him. All right. So what? <laughs> I do not have shoes to take off. Is Perfect. That a problem. You're already ahead do of the game, but his feet off? no, we might have to scrub his feet before he goes in or whatnot. Oh. Just make sure there's not not too much dirt. I have an idea. I have an idea, guard. Okay, I'm I'm terrified already. This isn't gonna work well. You know what? Just be yourselves. Be yourselves. But seriously, June, don't climb on anything. I cannot protect you from any anything that might happen. But there. What about all those trees? All right, Quan. I think we're ready. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everything's a battle to you, isn't it, Isaac? Yes. 
Isaac walks up to the door and starts knocking after he says that. <laughs> there is a knock on the door and it just instantly regrets it. <laughs> and we see sort of a sheepish look kind of fall over Isaac. And the door swings open. And standing in the doorway, a five foot tall, half orc woman who, in the way that she's standing, you can tell still has a little bit of that muscle tone, looks Isaac in the eye. Isaac! Hey, mama, how's it going? And he just bends down. <laughs> she throws oh, her arms around you and bludgeons you to within an inch of your life with a flurry of, why the hell are you so skinny? Aren't they beating you up there? What the hell? I thought you were running an orchard. You should be eating all the peaches you want. I'm what fine. the hell's going okay, on? Yeah, well, the peaches are fine. Peaches are fine. I'm fine. Everything's good. Yeah, he's uh, not been in an orchard exactly there, Ma. That's not uh, that's not quite right. And uh, attack of opportunity on Quan. <laughs> Snitching. <laughs> Thunderous smite on this and uh people Shut up. mom it might be more to just peach farming that I've been doing as I've written in my letters. You know what, Isaac? I had a feeling. Get your ass inside, boy. Quan, stop yes, man. fiddling about at the fucking door. I don't know how many times I gotta tell you that. And listen, we got all these guests in the house and I don't have a thing on. I mean, I got grits cooking, but I always got grits cooking. Get in the house, all y'all. Guard, 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 come here. Yes. Here, and she'll take out a couple of like really bratty shirts and lift up, lift up your foot. Okay. And she's gonna wrap guard's feet with her shirts. Ooh. So he's got little booties on when he comes in the house. I have shoes. You walk into the house. I took my sandals off. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name there, darling. Uh, I'm June. June, it is a pleasure to meet you. You Wait a minute. Hmm? Hmm? Isaac, she's not yours, is she? Oh, God, Ma- no. Mama, 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 look I at mean, me. I mean, he's kind of like a Ma- mama, substitute dad. I'm looking... Uh-huh. I'm looking. You knew me 20 years ago. You think I... I've never been sure about you, Isaac. You disappeared for 20 years. You tell me you've been farming peaches. You come back here, you ain't been farming peaches, apparently. And you come back with a little girl that could be about the right age. I'm going to ask some questions. Hello. <laughs> I am guard. Guard? I... Listen, hold on a second. Are you in a... Are you wearing a suit of armor? What's happening here? I have shoes. <laughs> ah. I show her my booties. <laughs> We can't really remove his feet, ma'am, or else he won't be able to walk around. So you're not in that suit of armor. You are in that suit of armor? It is not a suit of armor. That's an imperial suit of armor there, honey. That's an old imperial suit of armor. The old Agra Warden uh, armor was based off it. Isaac never did have nothing like that because uh, they had changed the design by the time I retired. But I got an old set in the in the showroom. Isaac's already in the kitchen just going through cabinets. Guard is just now like <laughs> looking at his chassis, trying to like peek under his chest plate. <laughs> Isaac disappeared. God damn it. Um, I'm in the kitchen. Magic? Are we talking about something magic? Is, is, is your friend magic, honey? Which friend? Well, any of them, I guess. I am a guardian. Interesting. Listen, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and assume you can't take off that suit of armor there, honey. Uh, uh, why, don't, why, don't, why don't you just, uh, you, you, you listen, come with me. Uh, and she leads you into uh, a room kind of right off of the entrance foyer that is, 
You know the, like, English country squire that has sabers on the wall for no fucking reason? Guns everywhere. <laughs> Just a, a room that is dedicated to armaments for reasons surpassing understanding? She has one of those. And you walk into this room and you immediately see exploded into pieces on the wall, uh, you know, kind of hung in a way that they take on an, uh, you know, kind of a, an intentional artistry. A suit of armor that looks a little bit like you. It's different. In color, seems to be a little bit closer to your previous form, and it is completely devoid of magical filigree. And right in the center of the chest is that same symbol that was above the door to Agravar. Uh, and she kind of leads you into this room and she says, Quan, Quan, get in here. You know the old drill, armor polish in the cabinet? I want you to clean this young man's feet off and uh, let him take off these silly rags. I don't know what they were trying to do there, but I've got all the I've got all the all the equipment for making sure that we take care of good suit armor in this house. So we're going to use it. Understood? Quan kind of rolls his eyes and says, uh, "Guard, you up for a little spit polish?" I don't know what that means. Isaac, you better not be fucking about in that kitchen. No, I'm just I'm making myself bold grits. We got biscuits? Well, not yet. <laughs> you didn't tell me you were damn coming. <laughs> All right, hold on, and she rolls up her sleeves, uh, kind of cracks her back a little bit, and bursts into uh, this massive kitchen. Again, that creek kind of winding through into a little reservoir that has a pump handle up to the sink, uh, and she just starts dervishing through this room. Big wooden bowl, huge sack of flour, wooden spoon, butter, buttermilk, salt, just kind of all coming out in, in clumps as she sets stuff down on the counter and just like starts banging things together to knock out a batch of biscuits. Uh, and, uh, you know, kind of without looking up at any of you, she says, uh, make sales at home. Yeah, come on, y'all sit down. Isaac's already got a bowl of grits. What's grits again? Is that Emily asking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... You've not had grits? It's it's cornmeal porridge. Oh, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of butter. Sometimes salt. cheesy. What do oh, British no. people eat? Gruel. Gruel and jelly deals at all times. <laughs> How do you think I got so strong? Can I say that when Safra was kind of like, obviously at the back eating her crepe on the way to the house, uh, she picked up a bunch of flowers. She, you know, she was raised in a sort of, you don't give your, you have to give your host something, especially if they're giving you food. <laughs> she enters the room, obviously shoes off, and then behind her, a very kind of like sheepish Sphinx is holding this like little bunch of flowers. Thank you very much for making us uh, all this food. It's very much appreciated. Uh, we, we brought you a gift. And Mr. Spinks is sheepishly coming out from behind Safra, holding uh, a bunch of flowers. Uh, for you! And holds them up, kind of bows <laughs> ridiculously because he doesn't know what to do with himself. A talking lizard? Uh, th <laughs> thank you. Uh, my, my hands are a little, you know, kind of uh, uh, biscuity oh, no, at the moment. Absolutely. Let me, uh, can I help? Can I assist in any way? Here, let me, uh, I'll put these in some, some work. You try to help, I'll put your ass in the ground. Okay, I will. Uh, <laughs> you remind me of my grandmother. Um, I will sit uh, over here. <laughs> Isaac gets a vase. Grandmother, I ain't a day older than your mama. Listen, you are much nicer than my mama, so uh, you remind me of my grandmother. Not in age, but of character. Well, 
Sounds like you had a pretty great grandmama. Isaac, can you, for the love of God, explain what the hell is going on with you and all your uh, friends that don't grow peaches with you? Well, Quan said you had you were gonna uh, get us some breakfast. Yeah, I, Quan likes to barge in unannounced with new new friends and new kids. You didn't tell me about. Wait, Quan? <gasps> yeah, he had his third last week. Didn't tell me a day that G was pregnant. <gasps> Bastard son just disappeared for nine months, like he's wont to do. Quan, how could you just disappear, on mama, like that? What, what's wrong with you? Can't hear you. <laughs> Polish your shoes. It's tingly. <laughs> you know, you can't trust people, Mama. Let me tell you. Thought I could trust you. Defeated in one hit. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, uh, it's a it's a long story, and I think it's a story that we probably want to talk about over breakfast. Do you remember Dale? He worked with me. Yeah, of course I remember Dale. Dale Snowthorn. He's the he's the one that uh, helped you kill the Lord Gov. Well, this is his daughter. Ooh, and right. mama, let me tell you. And he gets down low with his mom like he's telling a secret. And he's really excited. And he's like, well, you know, uh, you know, Katerin? Of course I know Katerin. She works with, she works with Paul. Ma- mama, look at June again. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, baby, y'all done fucked up. Sister to the Lord Gov. No shit. Mm. Excuse me, Missy, but in this house, we use words. Isaac, just like, get it together. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. I just met, I just met my half-brother. And I bet that's probably been a bit difficult for you, hadn't it, hon? Nope, it's been fine. Well, since it's been so fine, I guess you don't want my special pancakes for breakfast, now do you? What? I, uh... I was gonna let uh, you pick the flavor and everything. What's uh, uh I don't know what to I'm I don't know what to say. Uh <laughs> I'm not fine. Can I no, pick the flavor? No, no, no. And she's like holding Mr. Spinks back. Ma'am, I'm real sorry. Yes, I'm really torn up and confused about having a half brother that I didn't really know my entire life. Uh I'd really, really love blueberry pancakes. Blueberry pancakes coming up, and I think you're gonna find in this house we celebrate emotional honesty because if we don't, Maximus gives us a goddamn earful and <laughs> she whips around and just like biscuits slam into the oven. She pulls out a bunch of additional bowls and like fresh blueberries and is whipping up a pancake batter. Uh, and at that point, the door from the kitchen opens and uh, an, an elderly man, deep set wrinkles in that way, kind of a bunched around the eyes and in the forehead more than the mouth that says that this man is a thinker, not a laugher. Dark skin and bright eyes walks in and he says, Now I know that I did not just hear my name used in a threatening way. And I know that I did not just hear emotional honesty used as a form of blackmail. That was sarcasm, wasn't it, hon? Isaac? Yes, daddy. How you doing, son? Been a minute. It's been it's 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 been a while. Lot lots going on. Who are your friends? And at this point, he kind of stands up straighter. He's uh, presenting himself in a more formal tone than he was with his mother. It's a positive respect to it. He's not afraid, right? It's not he's, a fear. He's, being, from he's this. being very intentional. Yes, it's it's more of a. This is something that his father has taught him that he enjoys a conversation this way and so that's why he brings it to him because of the love he has there well well daddy these are my friends from from back at uh rally 
Did I hear that, Miss, you were uh, Mrs. Snowthorn's daughter? Did I hear that correctly? Yes, sir. We received news of his passing some time ago. I'm very sorry for your loss. She very mechanically nods. Thank you. If you ever need someone to speak with, I would be most certainly willing to lend it here. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. Now, and he pulls up a chair. What are your coping mechanisms? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry? Couple. What a who? Uh, that a kind of nut? <laughs> he he kind of glares at Isaac. Isaac looks away. <laughs> Mama, you said you need help with breakfast. Let me let me get this. Uh, let me. I said nothing of the kind. I said if you try to help me with breakfast, I'll beat your ass. These dishes look messy. I'm gonna go over here and wash some of these dishes. Uh, these do look messy. You're such a good boy. Guard is going to uh, run into the room. June. Spinks, look, I'm shiny. And he's going to sort of like stumble in and kind of like catch himself on a table and a whole, I imagine like a whole pantry of jars of things just kind of rock back and forth for a second. Look. You look so pretty. Oh my God. You look beautiful. That is so much better than when you walked in this door. Hello. Who are you introducing yourself to? Anyone in particular? <laughs> Isaac's dad, the new guy in the room. Okay. Hello there. I am Maximus San Sebastian. It is nice to meet you. Everyone here looks like you, Isaac. Uh, that would be because we are his immediate family. Isaac, have you not been explaining the situation to your friends? No, uh, I felt as though it would be more fun to just show up and, and and see how things transpire he has pulled out a notebook and is right he wrote that down you brought these fine people into your childhood home did not introduce them or give them any sort of context into who you were going to be dealing with you decided it would be more fun for you to let them dangle how's that working out for you son? oh it's hilarious have you not been in the room watching all this transpire uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and he's just writing stuff down my my father he works on <laughs> Isaac doesn't know how to say it but he he, he can read your thoughts. Oh. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mama don't doesn't he read everybody's thoughts and brain? He'd like to think he reads everybody's thoughts and brains. I am a counselor for the good people of Agravar and used to do a fair bit of traveling, getting to know people, collecting stories. I was brought up in the good religion of Pandarism, and uh, while that religion has been outlawed under the Empressar, a lot of its core tenets apply in this household, and I would hope in your own hearts. As my wife so delicately put, we value emotional honesty in this household. Isn't that right, son? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? It means, God, you say how you feel, and then you explain why you feel it, and that's okay. Guard immediately turns to June. I told Hank that you were his sister, and I feel guilty about it. I'm sorry. Guard. Isaac's, like, nudging his mom. <laughs> Fucking Isaac's dad's mouth is, like, shock and horror. Isaac's mom's mouth is, like, shock and delight. <laughs> I might immediately go back to Isaac's dad. Is that correct? That was very good, guard. That was, that was, ve- that was very good. Now, June, how did that make you feel? I feel like I was just hit by an assassin. All right, so Hank knows um, his sister. It was not my intention, but... It came out. 
It's all right. I know that you weren't meaning to be malicious or anything. I was meaning to threaten him. Oh, good. Okay. So he was That's trying fine. to be malicious. Well, not towards me. This is great. Y'all are doing a great job. This is this is this is very good. This is a healthy dialogue. This is the kind of conversation that you should seek to promote in your life and in your relationships. But June looks more upset. I don't know. I mean, I was kind of hoping to keep Hank from knowing who I really was for a little bit longer. And But it, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Maybe he didn't believe you. As Isaac's washing dishes, he leans over to his mom. See, you know, the, the real thing is it's not fine. And June probably doesn't really, you know, feel very <laughs> good about the situation. But she doesn't want to hurt God's feelings. Listen, baby, I know how it goes. I know all the drama, all this court politic is so complicated. It's so complicated, Mom. It's been great. I've been dealing with this for a few months. It's amazing how these pages bounce off each other. <laughs> My God. Isaac, I, you have no idea how much I missed you being in this goddamn house, surrounded by your daddy and your brother, who nonstop, it's about diffusing, de-escalation, and, and, and diplomacy, and nobody's ever willing to throw a punch, nobody's ever willing to dish a goss, so. Oh, we did, I, 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 I gotta get you some more hot goss, mama, I'm gonna get you some more goss, I promise. What, what have I been doing? Isaac looks up for a second, he goes, where's Griffin? Your dad kind of straightens up, and he says, uh, uh, there's no easy way to say this, son, but Griffin lives in Altair now. Oh, big city man. We gather that he had some important business in the Imperial City. I pray to the gods that it is not official Imperial work. Honestly, we heard less of him than we did of you these past 20 years, though I'm hoping what we know of him is a little bit more honest. Peaches, son? I don't even know where Peaches came from because we don't really have many in Raleigh. I think Maurice's wife might plant a few. I'm not sure. She has a garden. Quan basically brought up that he knows about Raleigh, so I'm assuming y'all do too. Yeah, that's me and my buddy Dale till his passing. Now uh, I'm doing the same, just a little different. Leadership role. How's that working out for you, son? It has its ups and downs. Mostly downs. I'm not very good at it. You'd spend a little bit less time at your mother's apron strings studying the blade. A little bit more time with your nose in a book, you might be able to step up to that particular plate. Daddy, books suck. I don't like reading. It's not fun. Mm -hmm. There, I said it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't like sweaters, Dad. They're not comfortable. A good sweater never hurt nobody. Good sweater never hurt nobody. It's itchy. There, I'm sorry, I said it. It's been difficult, but I have wonderful people around me that make the job a little bit less difficult. Listen, I, I'm not the most perceptive person in the world, but I do know when I've been given good things and others have not. And I wanted my friends to know that they didn't just get a goofy lion goofball as a leader, but they also have wonderful people such as yourselves that they can count on as well. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to the mid-roll with me, your gracious mid-roll hostess. So what are you doing standing out there looking all sorry for yourself? Come on in. I've got the kettle on. 
I'm going to tell you about some fun things. You remember that bonus content we were talking about, you know, the one with me, Cinder, Craig and Tyler Clawson, the one called Blight at the Museum? Well, the first episode has just launched on our Patreon. You want spooky? Check. You want funny? Check. You want some eldritch? Check. You want some face-melting experiences? Check, check. And we've made this available for every tier on our Patreon, so it doesn't matter what level you're at, you can still listen. And even better, we've started our seven-day free trials for any tier. So if you're unsure, you can listen for free. You can sample all of the things we put on Patreon for free for seven days. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash unbalanced encounters or go to our website, unbalancedencounters.com. And remember, by becoming a patron, not only do you get access to all this awesome content, you support us as well. Oh, but before you go, how do you have your tea? Oh, fine, that's how I have my tea. That's cool. All right. Well, you carry on listening to the episode and I'll, I'll bring it over. I'll see you in a bit. You all find yourself at the long wooden table of the Axe Drummer home. The plates have been cleared, except for the one sitting in front of guard, uh, which I suspect that Spinks is probably eyeing voraciously. The conversation has flowed as Isaac has corrected the record on where he's been for 20 years. Indeed, not growing peaches quietly and comfortably on his own, but instead raising up a village and tearing down a forest. And you get to the point in the story, most recent, assassins and puppets and the divide and conquer attempt on the Lord Governor's life. And I'm curious, Isaac, is there any of that that you are intentionally trying to conceal from your family? Absolutely not. He knows his dad and Quand would see through it instantly. This is this is the most honest any of you have ever mm-hmm. seen, Isaac. Cool. Just jaw on the floor. Cards on the table. Isaac's father, Maximus, kind of looks around the room and says, oh, "Well, that sounds like uh, quite the quite the ordeal, there, Isaac. Glad you all made out of that one alive. I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you for being honest, and I'm curious about your friends here. I'm wondering how they might all be feeling. Sounds like y'all have been up to quite a bit." I don't know how much time you have, um, but (laughs) I died, and then I kind of came back, and in that time, I didn't really know where I was, who I was. It's kind of like a purgatory limbo thing. It was strange, and you know, it it takes a toll in being in that kind of space for an unknowable amount of time. (laughs) And then, and then, you know, and the Safra here is really, like, emotionally stunted and it's hard for me to be able to talk and do all these things mm. and whenever I'm upset and she just pats me on the head and that's like it and I'm just like I need more from you come on we are like the same and I know she's got feelings I need you I need y'all to understand I imagine that Mr. Sphinx just found one of those therapy chairs somewhere in the room and he, that's, he's like laying on that and he just started talking as everybody else is like at the table eating he's just, just there claws like on his chest like you know clasped on his chest looking up at the ceiling mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Safra, like, staring daggers <laughs> from across the room.
Listen, Sphinx, you learn at a young age to not wear your emotions on your sleeve. Uh, it can get you in a lot of trouble, so it's best, you know, in professional <coughs> places and whenever you are awake to not show your emotions. But, you know, it uh, it, it could be your downfall, so I... I... And, and then she never, she never apologizes when she hits me. I, I don't, I don't hit you, Sphinx. I... <laughs> I just remind you with my hand. My mother did it with me, and you know it was fine. I grew up absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all owe Mr. Spinks a debt of gratitude for sharing with us the vulnerability and, and honesty in these emotions. It's so nice to be validated. <laughs> I think everybody could stand to have a good decompression amongst themselves. June just stands up. Apparently my mama only had one eye, and I don't know how to feel about that. And apparently she only has one arm. So we're going to go down the list here. Guard, you have no idea what Katarin looks like. Harissa, you have no idea what Katarin looks like. Isaac, Katarin only ever had one arm and one eye. And I would like you, please, to make me a history check. Well, June, I'm very glad and happy that you felt to open up about that, but that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. That's an eight, uh, by the way, on that history check. (laughs) You do not remember where she may have lost the arm. You vaguely remember blank space that then kind of quickly colors in some half-remembered detail of a training accident. Yeah, you know, but the, the things that we did for the government got us into a few tussles that caused that no, such no, things no, to happen. No, 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 Isaac, it was not that. Jude, you have a feeling that maybe there's there's something new to that understanding? When you remember your mother, she has one arm. When you try to remember what she looks like, as having one arm and one eye. When you really try to picture, to envision her, the image that you come up with feels distantly unfamiliar. I am concerned that I am not remembering someone who was such a big part of my life. Isaac, would there be a reason why my mama wouldn't want me to remember her? Well, June, that's a, that's a loaded question. There's, there's a lot that your mother deals with, with the government, as well as secrets that would put you into danger. She needed to keep that information from you for your own protection. And at this point, Isaac's looking at his parents so lie, she had to lie to me. Do you know what? Maybe it's a good thing I don't remember every single little detail about her. Are you so certain that this is something that she has done? No. What if something has changed, is wrong, is not exactly as it should be? And then Guard's going to hold up his own, like, gauntlet. There is lots of magic left in this world. Perhaps we can find someone in this city that knows about memory or time. Perhaps there is more going on here than just feelings. This is something that we can take steps towards finding answers to. Would you like to do that? I think so. 
Guard turns towards the uh, axe drummer parents. Is there a historical site in the city, a place where histories of older things are kept track of here? Certainly, there's a library, and there are the governor's archives at the palace. If there's information you wish to seek, I'm sure it can be found. It might be worthwhile to try that path. I'd be up for that. She's going to kind of lean in a little bit closer to June. If you ever want to talk about shit mothers, you come find me, okay? June, Juan has offered up a little card, and he hands it to you, and he says, uh, This is a personal missive from an aide to the Lord Gov, and it should get you into just about anywhere in the archives or the library. There are probably a few things that are a little higher security that you might not necessarily be able to see without prior appointment, prior auth, but this should get you into pretty much anywhere you need to go. My job is a scribe and a researcher for the Lord Gov, and uh, so I, I've got access to what you need. Thank you. This actually, this will save us a lot of time. I thought we were going to have to plan like a heist to steal some information, and it seems like we'll be able to just like go in. This is awesome. Thank you. Uh, we uh we aim to please. Daughter Dale Snowthorns is a, truly a daughter of Agravar. To be honest, I've never felt like a daughter of Agravar. Learning a whole lot about it now. All right, so it sounds like we uh, want to go to uh, the library. At least June wants to go to the library. Is that a thing that everybody wants to do? Is there a black market in this town? <gasps> I mean, there has to be, certainly. Are there little mushroom men who might be shilling some, some tortoise shells? No. Or would there be the tortoise shell being shilled by someone else? Maybe. So, so here's, here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to break this up. I think, I think Harissa and Isaac uh, are going to try to find this tortoise shell and, and under the guise of just like Harissa wants to see like, you know, sort of where, where can we get whatever, right? Like, is there a sap supply that's trickling through the city? Is there any sort of illicit substance here? Also, Harissa feels like the best place to get like the city goss, like the news, the info is like in the marketplaces. You know what I mean? People, people gossip, people talk. And so I think Isaac is taking Harissa to that. And I think Guard, Spinks and June are going to uh, the library. I think Guard is going to probably spend some time in the attached little museum. And June is going to is going to go do a little bit of, you know, kind of deeper diving research. Does that feel right? Spinks will be in the kids section. Uh, Isaac and uh, Harissa, can I please get a group survival check off of the two of you? Do I get advantage because I'm home? Yeah, fuck it. Yay. Yay. I got a 22 DM. Okay. 13. Isaac, you meander your way out of this idyllic little neighborhood and back into kind of the most more intense bustle of the city streets. And... When you were a kid, the old empire was ruthless on sort of illicit trade. And so you're sort of moving through a space in a nervous kind of way, in a way that like anytime you try to get this information out of somebody, try to figure out where exactly you need to go, people just move on right like they could tell you know this this old guy is pulling a how do you do fellow kids and is just not (laughs) 
not the person you need to, you need to be talking to right now. Uh, your shield, which you completely forget about, definitely doesn't help. And you're just walking around with a big cop badge strapped to your back. We're looking for drugs. You guys got any drugs? Uh-huh. The more illegal, no. the better. Uh, no, sir. This is an upstanding oh. establishment. Uh, and uh, you all sort of move about the space uh, until, Harissa, you actually stop off at a, a juice vendor uh, who is sort of like he's chucking like whole pineapples into a press and slinging juices. But he says, hey, what can I do for you, ma'am? Yes, I'm looking for the exotic juices. Exotic, yeah. Uh, I think we might be able to help you out. Uh, we've got pineapple. We've got uh, oh, we've got dragon fruit. That one is actually very uh, very popular uh, at the moment. Uh, I don't know. Import all I the have, way from uh, the south. Imperial lines very difficult to get. I give you good price. I have a more discerning palate and a very very heavy purse. Huh? I see. I might be able to point you in the right direction. You understand, I don't deal with anything of that caliber here. No, I mean, no, uh, I mean, well, I will take a pineapple juice, though, if you are... Uh... Don't best in the city. Now, you didn't hear this from me, but... And he kind of eyes a far alley. You see that curtain hanging there against that wall. Maybe it is there for privacy. Maybe it is there for to keep the dust out. I complain about it to the city every week, but they do nothing about it. Oh, fair enough. Uh, well, thank you. And uh, here, uh, and she's going to give a little extra for the for the pineapple juice. Thank you very much. We're looking for illegal drugs. Could y'all <laughs> tell us which direction to go? I- Isaac. Isaac. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, what's up? Oh, he is not with you. Hello. Ooh, juice. Not any peach juice? I've, been, I've had peaches on the mind. I'm wondering. <laughs> peach juice, peach juice. Uh, it's a little out of season, but I might. Um, and he like leans down and like pulls a can of peach juice out and like puts it into a glass really quickly. Gets a nat 20 on his sleight of hand. Looks fresh to me. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> sorry, sorry to bother you, but uh, we, we're close for the day. Uh, it's been nice. Oh, okay. uh, it's yes, been yes, yes, yes. Boom. Uh, car comes down with him in it and it's like on a bike. So you just see it like starting to pedal away. <laughs> <laughs> Safra, I have had no luck today. Everyone seems to just have no idea what any of the good stuff is. You don't look now, but uh, you see that curtain behind you? Mm-hmm. Uh, careful, careful, don't look. Don't make it oh, obvious. Okay. Jesus. Oh, okay. Right. And he's sipping his juice. <laughs> <laughs> we just somehow got shades from somewhere. I just like... <laughs> That uh, is uh, that is where we need to go, apparently. So. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, ladies first. Let's, uh... <laughs> yes, yes. Age before beauty. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Off to you. Go on. No, know. no. You go. Uh, uh, they are just screaming cop. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second black market you guys go after. You think you'd get used to it by now. With that, we are going to jump over to the fucking library. It is uh, pretty much exactly what you would picture from, you know, kind of a library in a big city. Large entry columns, you know, kind of up a flight of a dozen or so kind of big, deep set uh, sandstone stairs. Old imperial writing over the entire front facade, and people are kind of milling in and out at their leisure. All right, guys, uh, I've got this, and she's going to go look for somebody that looks of importance around the library. Guard and Sphinx, I'm assuming you are following. Yeah, I look to Sphinx. Let's remain low profile. All right, low 
Low profile. <laughs> and guard starts walking sort of like a little kid trying to walk sneakily. Every now and then we just stop and kind of lean against the wall. June, you get in like an hour ahead of guard and space. <laughs> there, there is a little kind of entry foyer and there are some paintings up on the walls and you uh, walk through, you know, kind of a, an additional set of doors and, and see what seems to be a museum. There are kind of glass cases and suits of armor, tapestries, artifacts and relics that line this floor that go back as far as you can see. Uh, and on the inside wall, there are service desks and there are people who are staffing those service desks the air in here is hushed and muffled in that way that very full spaces always are in that very library kind of esque way but it, it's it's very cool there's a crisp breeze carried through this whole building there are some people who are staffing the the service desks if you uh, want to to seek them out excuse me Oh. <laughs> Goodness gracious there, darling. Why are, you sh why are we shushing? Can I speak to you for a second? Yes, ma'am. I would please request that you respect the space's rules. This is a place of learning and concentration. We like to keep our voices down. Oh, all right. Is this your first time in a library there, miss? No. No, I've been in lots of libraries. I have this multi-pass. Get me into certain places with information. Am I allowed access in here? It's a free library. You're certainly allowed to look around, and she takes the card. Oh, this is from Quad Extra. I am very happy to assist anyone in service to the Lord Governor. Would you please share with me a little bit of what you're looking for, Miss... Uh, Miss... <laughs> Miss, uh... You see Guard in the background kind of shaking his arms? <laughs> uh, Suniper Njnorform. Jude, please roll me a deception check. It's an 18. Jnothorn? Uh, Are we spelling that the way that sounds? And Suniper presumably spelled with an S, yes? Yes. Oh, I thought she walked in a library, jeez. What, 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 what could I assist you with today? I'm looking for uh, anything you have on the sisterhood. What sisterhood? They have pants. They seem to travel sometimes. <laughs> 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 That's bad. That's so the, the sisterhood that you're, you're asking about are the Sisters of the Sapphire Sun. The ladies who help the uh, work with the Lord Gov. Oh well, we have several sororal organizations. There, there are certainly women that work for and with the Lord Governor. There are also several women-led charity organizations that do good works here in our fair Agravar and the lands beyond. I'm not familiar with one that exists in service of the Lord Gov. Do you have any ledgers on? organizations that have worked with the Lord Governor. Why don't you go ahead and roll me a history check here? That's an eight. My name is Martin. Shh. I am also <laughs> interested. I am also thank you. Interested Goodness. in information. All right. Martin, are you looking for the same information? Are you two together, Martin and Suniper? No, but perhaps why not? Makes sense to look together, Mr. Spinks. <laughs> Mr. Spinks? Wait, wait uh, 
You went that, to, you used my real name. God damn. <laughs> oh, that's. Uh, I'm sorry. I, Eleanor. Oh yes, Eleanor. <clears throat> my name is Eleanor. You can call me Ellie, though. Uh, can I get a group deception check from Garden Space? <laughs> it's a oh, two for me. I got an eleven. <laughs> All right, Martin. Mr. Spinks, Mr. Eleanor Spinks, I suppose. I was uh, in the middle of helping this young lady. I will be with you shortly. Can my multi-pass get them in too? Are they with you or aren't they? <laughs> I, I'm just meeting them right now. I mean, it's loving to meet y'all. Then probably not. We take security fairly seriously here at the library. I am not inclined to allow strangers to work off of the vouchsafe of another. Well, I'm actually... I've been looking for some guards for some, like, personal security. And they are certainly free to wait by the perimeter. All right, all right, uh, I understand. Now, I understand. you were asking about um, a ledger of organizations that have worked with the Lord Governor. I do not believe that we have access to detailed records about such engagements and interactions. Uh, you would have to go to the Lord Governor's office in the palace for that. This pass should get you access to that information, but here at the library, it's probably going to be more historical information. We're going to be able to uh, potentially have texts and, 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 and histories on the individual movers and shakers. All right. I'm going to... Um, I'm. Let me... Uh, let me... I'm gonna, I'm gonna be right back. I'm just gonna take a second to step outside. Be my guest. Would you like to take your um, multi pass? My multi pass. Thank yeah. you. Wonderful. Now, Mr. Martin. Yes. I can help you now. And with that, we are going to cut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said we didn't know each other. I panicked. <laughs> I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, why did he say that? <laughs> It'd be so much easier if they knew each other. What do you think, Mr. Spinks? I'm like, shut up, damn it! (laughs) The two of you step into an alley. And you begin to walk. And you see what is at first a comfortable one to two person wide walk space with doors leading into people's homes or restaurants. Starts to become crowded, first with bins and then with larger kind of crates of rubbish and refuse and eventually with the buildings themselves as this crevice narrows. And you find that in order to kind of move through this space, you have to put one foot immediately in front of the next. Oh, it's like a foot wide or something, this, this like, passageway? No, oh, uh, too Ew. many pancakes. <laughs> As you slink further and further back into the dark, and it is dark further than you can see. Be careful, it's probably can't see well throughout here. Watch the step. No shit. Listen, you just go first. I'll hold on to you. These sunglasses are not a good idea, I think. Isaac is first in uh, in the marching order? Yes. Isaac, I need a deck saving throw. Six. Harissa, I need a deck saving throw. 24. Isaac, something small and furry blasts past you and kind of clocks you in the leg and you fall backwards into Harissa. Harissa, you like grab him and feel yourself push back up against the wall as a capybara tears 
through the shadows. This giant two and some change foot tall, greasy rodent galloping down this corridor and you hear rumbling coming from up ahead. There are doors to either side of you. What do you do? Test the door immediately next to me and see if it's unlocked. It is. I'm going to open the door and sort of just pull Isaac into the doorway. Just so, not like completely into the room, but just so we're out of path. You hear, get in, close the door. What are you doing? Hurry. Close the door. Close slam. And immediately after the door closes, you hear a wave of these capybaras crash against the cobbles, bashing into the doors as a horde of them races out into the blinding light of day and scatters disappearing into the streets. Good riddance. What? Why are they swarming? Because they're diseased, despicable, disgusting. A better question is why are the two of you here? Stinks in here. Stinks of crime. What the hell are you doing in here? (laughs) Everybody's acting so fucking stupid. (laughs) I was pointed in this direction. By whom? I can't can't tell you. Harissa, what's your armor class? Oh, what the fuck? 14. There is a knife at your throat. Who told you to come here? And for what purpose? Even if I was a snitch, I wouldn't be able to tell you their name because they did not give it to me. You could give me better information than that. And you there, stay against the wall. Isaac sips on his peach smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) For fuck's sake. I'm cool, I'm cool. Did he not give you the goddamn password? Fine, fine, fine. You all are late. We're always on our time, you dig? Are you two here for the meeting or aren't you? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. You know, if uh, we didn't stop for the peach juice, maybe we would have got here earlier, you know what I mean? This is what happens when you have a whole team with no charisma. <laughs> I have charisma. He's <laughs> got a bunch I, of charisma. Where is, am... where is it, Craig? What are you talking about? <laughs> Where's that charisma, my guy? I've got this guy right where I want him. I need a group deception check. Uh, The DC for this is going to be a 15 to not be found out. If you break a 20, there's going to be a little bit of additional information that you get here. Can I DM? Yeah. So the punch card I get advantage getting into or out of brawls. Does this count as getting out of like a fight? Because he's got. He a knife did. He did put a knife. He does have a knife to your throat. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, you can get you yes. can get advantage on this with the punch card. Nice. Fuck yes. Thank you for that punch card. I got a, a three. I got a twelve. The knife does not leave your throat, and this man, who's kind of coming into focus now as being a lanky, kind of wiry little guy, greasy hair matted to his face, says, uh, You have no passcode. You do not know the name of the operative that sent you. What meeting are you here for? Be honest. I wasn't aware that there was a meeting today. I must have got my days muddled. I was just looking to buy some stuff. Who are you? I'm Isaac motherfucking Axe Drummer. Who are you? <laughs> I'm punching him in the face in a second. He keep oh, talking no, to me this God. way. God. Isaac is high on peach. I thought we were going to be the ones that got in trouble. 
Pat is about to kill all of us. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are about to kill a handful of people, and then we're going to get kicked out of Agravar before we can have a plot. Yeah. On that note, we're going to jump back to the library. We have diplomatic immunity, boys. You see Gar punching the librarian. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Patrick's going to lose. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. I literally sent a message to Sam earlier being like, we have to not kill anyone. <laughs> like, that's the goal. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the bar is set pretty low. June, you have just stepped out on your own, and the librarian here has said, Mr. Uh, Martin, I think it was. Uh, how, that is how... my first name. Yes, sir. How, how might I be of service to you today? Do you have any books or relics or pieces of history from the old empire? Yes, we do. As a matter of fact. Are any of them pertaining to guardians? The religious notions? Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if we have any overlapping information there. We do have several historical tomes on the old empire. And as you can see, and she sort of gestures around this room, we have several artifacts dating back to the time of the old empire that you are free to peruse at your leisure. I don't know that they would overlap any with the ecclesiastical study of guardians. That is uh, something that we would organize under religious text and information. Do you have any relics related to guardians or pieces of armor? I don't believe that there is an explicit relationship between guardians and pieces of armor. I think you're, you're, you're referring to holy relics that would probably be kept if, if anywhere at the old temple, but I, I, I assume you're probably not from around here, Mr. Martin. I am not. <laughs> the uh, previous regime, the Empressar, made it illegal to hold religious artifacts and to maintain any act of worship of the gods that they had slain. And, and so things like the Guardians have fallen out of study for some time. It's unfortunately something that this, this library or museum does not necessarily cover as well as you might be hoping it does. We have plenty on the old empire, but not as much on the religious side of things. I'm, I'm very sorry. Okay. Well, I guess I will be going then. I'm going to put my hand up. I'm not going to lower my volume at all. This place is stupid. Let's help June. I just walk and I just walk away from the librarian uh, with Spinks. We should be sneaky. June's standing at the archways, just kind of like trying not to be suspicious, just like peeking back in. Miss Suniper, would you would you like some assistance finding the, the, the text you were interested in? Yeah. Um. Yeah. If I mean, if. If I could get, yeah, anything on the the uh, history of, like, the regimes. Absolutely, absolutely. How far back would you like to go? Yeah, not a problem. And she uh, kind of ducks out from behind the counter. Amazing. Go, go, God, go, 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 what go. Am I, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I go don't in. know what I'm I reach doing. behind the counter and I just steal a book. I grab, I grab a book from under the counter. <laughs> Roll me, roll me a sleight of hand with advantage. It's a 17. Guard, uh, you have a book. I don't think you get a chance to look at it uh, immediately, so we're going to come back to what that book is. Uh, this woman who you kind of you kind of get you know you've got a you better look at her she's you know probably probably middle-aged uh seems you know kind of relatively bookish not surprising really anyone and uh she she got a ducks out from behind the counter and she uh she says certainly right this way uh, it's just going to be kind of in the in the back here uh how far back were you interested in going the oldest text that you got let's see what we can do all right miss 
Suniper. Uh, and she leads you deep into the sort of annals of this uh, this library. Can Sphinx and I attempt to follow sneakily? Sure. I like tap my face as if there's a nose on it to Sphinx and point like we should follow. Go ahead and roll me a group uh, stealth check. Natural 20, 25. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I think when they turn the corner, guard scoops up Mr. Sphinx. Uh-huh. And guard walks up the wall and sneaks along the ceiling. <laughs> yes, there it the is. Boots. Yeah. There it is. There Spider-Man. it is. There it is. <laughs> and even though they're boots, I do imagine that when guard is using them, he's sort of climbing more like a creature climbs than he's just like walking. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Guard, you were able to sort of on the extremely tall ceilings of this building follow June at a distance uh, and they kind of go down some stairs and you figure out how to like climb along the underside of the higher level staircase and oh be careful please please don't drop me oh god I'm scared of heights oh no close your eyes okay you are I afraid. oh yeah oh god and you eventually make your way to a locked room which June is let into guard you skitter in as the door shuts behind you and the three of you are alone in this research section. And with that, we are going to jump back. Uh, Harissa and Isaac, I need you both to make me constitution saving throws. I got an 18. I got a 17. Nice. You say Isaac Axtrummer and without missing a beat, without reacting in any visible way, this man drags the sharp of the blade across Harissa's throat. It is too shallow of a cut to do any serious damage, but Harissa, you feel that now all too familiar toxin as every muscle in your body locks up and you fall to the ground incapacitated. Oh, Jesus. And he whips around and lobs a dart into Isaac. Isaac, you, at the last second, turn, and it bounces off of your shield, and he runs, bolts into the darkness of this room, and you hear him bounding up some stairs. Uh, run over to Harissa, and this is a poison, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, Harissa obviously immediately clocks that it's not poison, but the same uh, the same uh, toxin from the assassins. Five points of lay on hands for a cure. Harissa, hey. you feel yourself... <gasps> Ow, oh. That's going to leave a scar with that. We got to get him. We got to bag this cat. Glass shatters from somewhere in the top of the house. Oh, shit. Go, 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 go. We're on the case. I need survival checks uh, from both of you. This is going to be DC 20 to catch anyone. 23. Uh, 14. Uh, You make it upstairs, and Harissa, you see just the heel of a boot leave the window and disappear into the dark crevices between the buildings. But on a, you said it was a 23 for your roll? Yeah. So there's some things kind of scattered around the room. You see papers, notes, scraps left in the rush out of the room. Broken glass, broken wood from the shattered window. Oh, every day these cases get harder and harder. Saffir, I'd be lying if I said I knew what the hell we were doing here, but I'm kind of just in my own zone. You no, know, right it's strange. I've got a hankering for donuts. I don't know where that's Same, same, from. same. That's weird. And as you start to pick things up and collect them, you find that uh, in these sort of scraps of paper, most of them seem relatively useless. They are numbers indecipherable they are references to meeting minutes that are torn so thoroughly that you can't make out 
anything useful that they might say. There is a scrap of paper that is left that is a list of names. And on that list of names are some that are very familiar. Hakoda Agra II, Paris Alzarun, Jethro Crossed Out, Isaac Axtrummer, Dale Snowthorn, Quan Axtrummer, Katarin with a little splotch next to it, Ato Harisun, Dazi Harisun, and a name that you don't recognize, Alistair Wayne. Named by our rally trivia winner, T.W. Clausen. Thank you, Ty. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Does this look like what I think it looks like? Yeah, it seems as though the Empire isn't done with Agravar as much as we thought. And I have a sneaking suspicion these are the same people who attempted everything on our way here. Yeah. <gasps> Quads on this list. Oh, mom's gonna be pissed. And with that, we are going to jump back. June and guard. June, what are you looking for? I want to look at the history of the beginning, like where it started, how the Empressar became. Without even a role, you find a lot of that information. As a matter of fact, you find information that goes back well before the Empressar. These shelves are lined with tomes that go back longer than I think you thought anything but trees could. You start about not even a tenth of the way into the shelf to get to the chronology of the earliest murmurings of a new empire. And the information is a little dodgy, but it's there. You get glimmers of a boy king of the south, rumors of a warrior girl who took over a village bits and pieces that don't seem to quite fit together until 20 or so years later at the first death of a god and you trace through the chronology of propaganda and of arms Symbols stolen from the old empire, magic funneled and sequestered, sap supplies bought up, redirected. You gloss over a story of the fall of Mare Sanctorum, a city to the east that you now know as Kauavar. And you see records of Agra forces moving covertly in towns to the far west, always looking, always scheming, always unifying, and still the death of more and more gods. Is it saying who killed the gods? The texts try to be impartial, but it's hard to do when the only records that exist are the propagandized ones. And so the texts say that the Empressar says that they, in their sole divinity, are responsible for the death of the lesser gods. But then forests disappear. The eastern wields, gone. The northern deserts encroach. A flash of a mention of indigenous nomadic people being driven out of borderlands. 
to ensure that no one could ever launch an assault against any of the holdings of the Empire. And over a hundred years, the magic fades in all places and ways and uses, but the military machine of the Empress Arm. Until one day, a half-orc, an Agra far too young, was convinced by his mother Katarin that it was time to rebel. I'd like to deep dive into the boy king and the warrior girl. Uh, go ahead and roll me a history check, please. Can can Mr. Spinks and I assist in this role in some way? Absolutely. Uh, I think both of you are pouring over texts. Uh, go ahead and take advantage on this. Uh, 18. On an 18, what you see are stories like that. There are all of these conflicting reports of what does this person look like? Are they even the same people that are accruing this power and consolidating this fighting force and taking village after village. There's no political maneuvering here. There's no savvy. There's no nuance. It's force and violence and force and violence. And the only time that rhetoric seems to come into play, you see one refrain attached to these individuals or individual over and over and over again. Make the world safe. Does it say anything about safe from what? Eventually, you start to see that that refrain becomes safe from anarchy, safe from poverty, safe from famine, safe from tribal violence, safe from the whims of gods unpredictable. But it didn't start that way. It started with just the word safe. Can I deep dive into one more thing? The first death, like which god died first? The first god to die seems to have gone by, uh, honestly, a variety of names. And again, you get these sort of early conflicting reports, oral tradition and legend that are not conclusive. But there is one that shows up a little bit more consistently. There aren't a lot of descriptions. It seems to have been a small regional god somewhere in the south. You're not sure to what dia or domain, but you see Aurelius mentioned a few times. Aurelius named by our patron Zeta Ice. Thank you, Zeta Ice. Guard, Mr. Spinks. Yes. Yes? Do you think maybe it was possible that everything, the reason why everything that's been happening, what if a long time ago there was a misunderstanding? What if someone, like, way back in the day, there was fear of the gods and there were just too many steps taken out of, out of fear? Fear is a strong motivator. Yeah. Would I, would that name ring anything to me? No. Regard, I think that impulse is good. I think it's interesting. I think that you feel like that's something that you should maybe have connection to. There's a pretty tangible gap there. June, I am going to give you a weird trade-off here. I'm going to let you, as a reaction, burn a bond to try to grab Guard's thought mid-flight. Oh, weird. Oh, that's I'll do fun. It. Yeah. 
I'll take that. You watch as Guard reaches out into the world to find connection to this thing that should exist. And normally when people do that, you can see the bonds that tether them to the world if you focus just right. There's a hole there. <gasps> and as you think about that for a second, you start to realize it looks a little bit like the hole where your mother's arm should be. I have an idea. I want to take out the Gavin Gopher. Incredible. And I, I'm, I'm looking for, I pull out a scrap piece of paper from my notebook. Well, the Gopher um, is the piece of paper. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Never mind. It's like, crush uh, it, unfold it. <laughs> and, I'm so and, cute. And, uh, dear Mel, hope you're well. Miss you. Do you have any information in the spirit world about a god? named Aurelius. And as you take your hand away from the paper, it pops into, you know, those little like origami pop-up things, pops into the <laughs> little gopher. Oh, oh, I guess I'm going back to the land of the dead. That's <laughs> a lot further away now. Oh boy. It's a good thing I can't die. A lot further away. Well, I gotta go all the way back to the Western Wheeled. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you just kind of like pop in and out of existence. Nope, I'm bound by all mortal tethers except death. We are <laughs> getting so When he sick. says that, um, guard like gives a knowing nod. Yeah. <laughs> I feel <laughs> that. And I think with that, we are going to close on the library scene and move to that evening. And you all convene in the palace of the Lord Governor. And as things tend to happen around royalty, things move very quickly when you arrive. You are never for a minute left alone. You are immediately kind of taken in hand and shepherded from the entry gate to the greeting foyer to the first parlor where you are expected to wait for your invitation to the inner sanctum as you begin to enter his It's a whole fucking process. And at each step, you are kind of taken in hand by a butler or footman or, or, or servant of some kind as they move you through this building that uh, our sort of real world analog would probably be uh, the fortress palaces of southern Spain. A lot of brick, a lot of inner courtyard, a lot of fountain and bubble and leaf and vine that try to make a space that is built for very militaristic purposes feel comfortable. And you all are waiting patiently. And the doors to the main war room that you have been positioned outside of finally open. And there is a man in half plate. He has kind of dark wavy hair. He has actually a glaive strapped to his back, and his chest plate is emblazoned with the seal of the Agro Wardens. He steps out and says, uh, Am I to understand that you all are our friends from Raleigh? I would be Isaac Axdrummer, and these are my compatriots from Raleigh. You could be a cool cat and lead us to the war room. I have been instructed to do, to do just that, Mr. Axdrummer. Uh, my, my name is uh, Alistair Wayne. Uh, I am the... The, the junior warden representative on the council. Oh, that's such a cute title. Junior warden. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I was reporting to the senior warden representative, uh, Mr. Lapignon, but he is obviously no longer with us. The Lord Governor would love to bring you in to this meeting. 
we just we have a little bit of a and an, there's not really a delicate way to put this there is a, a small problem with one of his most trusted advisors and and from inside the room you hear I'm gonna ask you this one more time Trent where the hell is Ma Lord Governor, I have told you several times that the last time I spoke with her was two weeks ago, and she said that you had put her on official business outside of Agravar. Now, I am inclined to trust Katarine. Fuck you, Pat. <laughs> and you, kind of looking into the door, see Hank tower over this ancient-looking woman who has this kind of, like, pointy cap that sort of falls down a little bit. She's dressed in kind of these, like, ornate robes uh, that hide the majority of her slight figure. She's standing in profile, and in the visible side of her nose, you can see a single sapphire stud. And he menacingly growls at her. <laughs> All due respect to the station, Trent. You find my fucking mother. Sorry to say that our episode has come to an end, but I do want to thank you all for listening because we appreciate you and your time and how much you love what we do. We especially want to thank Dark Steel Panda, GamerTube HD, Darlene Wallace, and Elder Barry for being our most wonderful rally defenders. Thank you so much. Now go on, sling your rook, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>